business success usually comes to those who are too busy to be looking for it. Join RVK for the award-winning RV on Business Show every Tuesday at 12 midday. It's not about thinking out of the box. There is no box. Only on 101.9 High FM. Welcome to 101.9 High FM. It is nine minutes past 12. Thank you so much for joining us. And yes, this is the Avion Money Show. Today we have a very special guest, someone that we were meant to speak to last week, but as things happen, it didn't materialize. And today we've got an extra extended session with Dr. Anushka Reddy to talk about um, medical tourism in South Africa. Dr. Reddy, welcome to High FM. Thank you, Alvi. Lovely to be on your show. Fantastic. I just want to let the visitors know, the, the, the guests know, and the listeners know that, unfortunately, load shedding is active, and uh, therefore we might battle a little bit with a signal and connection to, to Anushka Reddy, but we will do our best to keep things going. Um, Anushka, take us back a little bit. You are a medical doctor. You're an ethetist. Um, well, how long have you been in the medical field before you got into your latest adventure over here? So I, I am an aesthetic doctor, not an anesthetist, but I can oh, understand okay. the, how, yes, how that, <laughs> Thank you. how that misunderstanding could happen. So I've been in the aesthetic industry for the last 20 years. Wow. Um, I've been a medical doctor for 25 years and, uh, I have a special, so I'm, I'm a, quali- um, a GP by, profession, but right. I have a special interest in aesthetics. So I offer non-surgical aesthetic uh, procedures like Botox and fillers. And that's where my interest in medical tourism actually stemmed from. Right. So, so, mm. so continue. Yeah. So, so if I'm just going on to your next question, you asked about how did it take me from there to where, to what I'm currently doing. Correct. So, you know, you know, so, People are very interested in how they look. And what I do, what I offer is lunchtime procedures. So you come into my office, you have a few, you know, injections and off you go. But there are also patients who really do not benefit from these kind of procedures. So the next question is, how, what can we do for those people who would benefit from more permanent procedures like plastic surgery? And as we chat, and I'm sure you'll ask me all the, the relevant questions, then, I, you know, I will say to you, you know, how we actually came about developing this area. Because the most common question, I'll tell you how it is. The most common question I'm asked is, why on the West Rand? And the reason is because the property that we had was, the, was a lodge. It was a pre-existing lodge. And we decided, how do we drive traffic to the West Strand, create jobs here? Because if you really think about it, everyone runs to Santon when they are in Joburg. And yet we have Meroping, which is a government investment, lots of money thrown in there. We have the Cradle of Humankind, which is a UNESCO World Heritage Site. We've got the Pilansburg. So there's a lot happening on the West Strand, but people just don't come out here. So we said, how do we create something that's very unique that's going to make people come out, especially foreigners. And that's how we came up with the concept of, yes, a hotel is lovely, but a hotel is a hotel. But let's build a hospital in a hotel and that way create a very innovative, unique concept that's never been done in South Africa, by the way. First of its kind in South Africa. First of its kind on the African continent. And I think that's that's where the interest by people, you know, that's where it's like, okay, never been done. 
let's go and check this out. Let's see what this is all about, especially people who are seeking to have plastic surgery. Um, Anushka Reddy, let me ask some of the questions that are coming through. Patrick wants to know, um, my mother had the surgery a few years ago where she traveled to the Far East. It was a lot cheaper and it was very successful. Are you looking to offer the same services to people from maybe Europe to come to South Africa to get treatment a lot cheaper than they could get it at home? So I'll answer that question uh, by saying that South Africa is not a cheap destination as is Turkey or India, for example. So South Africa is cheaper than the U.S. and Europe but maybe not as cheap as uh, Turkey. So we definitely need to position South Africa as a medical tourist destination simply because we have the best medical infrastructure on the African continent, number one. And number two, we have the best medical doctors. I know I'm being biased here, but, but it's the truth, you know. So we, and that has not really been exploited by SA Tourism, for example. Now, we are actually looking for the international medical tourist who wants the best treatment available out there. So money is not the object. So we're looking at the 1% of 1% foreign person who wants to come to South Africa. They want the best doctors, the best outcomes, and they want to rest and recover in a safe, luxurious environment. And that is what we offer. Because in addition to having your surgery done here, we also offer the aftercare option, which is a facility, which is, I mean, it's part of our facility. So you you rest and recover in a five-star room with chef-prepared meals. But in addition, you recover also being having hyperbaric oxygen treatments, lymphatic drainage massage, high doses of uh, IV nutritional therapy, which speeds up healing, reduces infection. So the whole intention is to get the person on their feet as fast as possible. And if you really look at people who need to be on their feet as fast as possible, it's your business people, politicians, celebrities, you know, they don't really have time to, uh, you know, waste in terms of recovery. They they need to get back to what they were doing as fast as possible. So that was the whole intention when we div- developed this model. But obviously with COVID, co- you know, we opened, if I tell you a little bit about the history in January sure, 2020 sure. and our miss bad luck, we had to, we were shut down in March 2020. We were open for three months. We didn't even launch to the public. We were in the pre-opening phase and we thought it would be a six week process COVID would last for six weeks and be gone and lo and behold two years later you know we, we, we had to we were forced to shut down the entire operation including the hotel and the spa that we had as well as the hospital and then reopen in April this year but we've opened up and the response to the facility has been absolutely overwhelming for us so uh, we had an official launch two weeks ago and we had the Minister of Tourism open up the place. And I think that has uh, garnered a lot of interest because people are hearing for the first time about us and obviously for the first time about a hospital in a hotel. You know, so people are very interested in this concept. So there's, there's two main themes that are coming through. The first thing is that what type of surgeries are going to be offered in, in the time to come? Um, those are the SMSs that coming are, are coming through. Is it only aesthetic, or will you be offering a larger a smorgasbord of surgery that one could get in a normal facility going forward? No, 
So we are only focusing on plastic surgery. We are calling it clean, safe surgery. Uh, we're a day hospital facility, so we are credited by the Department of Health to offer day hospital procedures. So these, so what we looked at is how do we create, we, we need patients who come here who are low risk for us. And the type of person who has low, you know, plastic surgery is, is a type of surgery that's low risk. And the type of person who has plastic surgery, they tend to be fit and healthy, which further mitigates risk. So that is why we had decided we're only offering plastic surgery because we have these, these beautiful facilities for which plastic surgery patients would be willing to pay where they rest and recover. Because unfortunately, as you know, plastic surgery is not covered by medical aids. So this would, you know, be strictly a cash, you know, uh, type of um, business. So as you can see there, I'm busy biting my lip because that's the question that's flooding through now. Is any of this covered by medical aid? <laughs> no, unfortunately not. And you know, that is, that's a question. I think the medic, the medical aids will fight that tooth and nail because they'll be bankrupt. I can guarantee you if they cover it. You know, a plastic surgery is not essential surgery. It's not deemed essential surgery. So it's a nice to have. So therefore they do not cover it except maybe in the case of, say, a breast reduction, right. which is seen as cosmetic, but it has medical implications. So breast reduction would result in, uh, you know, lots of people ex experience pain in the back. They have constant spinal pain. They have uh, arching of the spine. In that case, actually, they can be, it can be motivated by the orthopedic surgeon to the medical aid that the person needs breast reduction surgery to prevent further damage to the spine. In that, under those exceptional circumstances, do medical aids cover these costs? Fantastic. Dr. Anushka Reddy, please hang on the line. We need to run to the shops quickly. When we come okay, back, sir. we have a live read or two, and then there's a plethora of questions that have come through. Craig, oh. it's all up to you. This is RV on Business. Welcome back to Dr. Anushka Reddy. Doctor, if you can push your unmute button so we can hear your voice again, please. Thank you. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> Welcome I'm here. Back. So one thing you said in the beginning um, was about where the location of the hotel is. So the first thing I need to ask you is that it's difficult enough to run a medical practice. It's even more complicated and more um, sensitive to run a hospital infrastructure. Now you're running a hotel together with that. How have you created that hybrid between the two where you're not bogged down with paperwork all day, every day? You know, I must tell you, because there was no blueprint of this before, it was largely a, a, a matter of trial and error, you know, trying to put the whole concept together. So that I, we had the vision, but we weren't sure if the vision was ever going to materialize, uh, if it was, if it was possible to actually make this come true. But I think, you know, if you're really passionate and you really want something to happen, it's very easy to make it happen. So it was largely trial and error that everything, you know, eventually all came together so that it's a nice seamless flow now from hotel to hospital to spa, because we also have an award-winning spa on the property. And uh, so it, it's actually three businesses that need to work together uh, to to make everything run and to make the patient journey and the guest journey here at the hotel a um, pleasant one. 
um, Anushka, today run independently, can come, one come just to the spa, can come, one come as a guest to the hotel, or is it all starting from the plastic surgery angle? No, absolutely not. So that was what's so unique about this uh, property is that we have a hotel together with a restaurant. We have conferencing facilities. So if you look at how the property is actually designed, you could have you could have a beautiful lunch here. You could have dinner. We have a pizza area next to the poolside for more casual dining experience. From a Monday to Thursdays, we have excellent conferencing facilities. So, you know, we have lots of events here as well. So people get married. We have a beautiful glass venue that's alongside the river that hosts beautiful weddings. And uh, the other side of the property is more the wellness side where you have. So it's all on one property. And what's dividing the two sides is actually the swimming pool. And on the other side, we have the spa. So and at the spa, we've got a hydrotherapy suite. So we have lots of day visitors. So during the weekend, it's almost impossible to get a booking at the spa. That's how busy they are, which is wonderful. And that's why they actually won the awards, you know, the world, the luxury spa awards two years in the row for best day spa in South Africa and best day spa in um, Africa. So definitely, you know, a spa that you could visit on your own. And then obviously the medical side of it. And then we have 48 rooms. So we have lots of staycation visits over weekends. We, we see that's become a thing in Joburg. You know, people, I think with COVID now, they, they feel they work hard Monday to Friday and weekends. They just want to get out, but they don't want to drive way out. So this is a nice 40 minute drive from Santon. But once you step through the doors of Vivari Hotel, you feel like you're transported to a completely different place. You won't believe that you're in Johannesburg. You need to come visit. So I do, and I, I hopefully will be back in South Africa in January, and I'm definitely going to uh, take you up on your <laughs> yes. offer. But I know the Absolutely. area well because I, uh, as a keen cyclist, I was in the cradle almost every single weekend. And yes. I just, it's the most magnificent, magnificent part of the world. But even as cyclists, we tend to do a circular route and one or two arteries that go out. But if you just adventure a little bit further out, there's just the most magnificent landscape that's open, that's quiet, that is tranquil. And that's obviously where you found your your niche yes. in your hotel. Absolutely. So we are, if you look at it, we are actually closer to Joburg. The cradle is actually a, a bit further away from us. So, you know, it's so convenient for, for people. I mean, if you're in the cradle, we're 10 minutes. So, you know, away from the cradle. So, so from Sandton to the cradle would be like maybe a 45, 50 minute drive and to us would be a bit closer for people from the north. So yes, it's, uh, but like I said, and as you know, the landscape on the west is just so much different from it, from, from the north. Absolutely. It definitely, definitely is. So one thing I, I, I want to ask you, just going back to COVID, which is obviously a very, very challenging time for everyone. You guys launched, and we all know from a business point of view that at your time of launch is when you're burning the highest amount of cash. You've done everything. You've got creditors that are waiting to get paid, and, and you're really waiting for the cash flow to come in from the first guests that arrive. How did you cope with being on that precipice and all of a sudden knowing that you're not going to have cash flow for the foreseeable future? 
You know, that is, you know, I'm so grateful and appreciative that we were one of the businesses in hospitality that came out okay on the other side of COVID. Uh, as you know, many, many businesses folded in South Africa, especially in the hospitality industry, restaurants, big hotel groups. And uh, so we were fortunate in that regard. I think what kept us going during that COVID period was um, we are both medical doctors. So we switched back to medicine basically, to help us, you know. My husband is a specialist physician, so he was a frontline doctor. And he was exceptionally, exceptionally busy during those two years, and myself included. I think what I saw in my practice, which surprised me, is that people were still working, working from home, couldn't travel, were frustrated, you know, with this no travel situation, couldn't really buy fancy clothes or bags or whatever, because where would you go to with it? So they decided to invest it on themselves. So there was actually a boom of cosmetic procedures, both surgical and non-surgical during that COVID period. And I suppose that extra income from both our medical practices was actually used to fund, you know, the goings on at the hotel. So the hotel was shut down. We had retrenched about 70 staff. So it was wow. just a matter, it was just a matter of maintaining. We had a core maintenance staff of 10 people because the property is quite big and we needed to maintain the rooms, you know, make sure the air cons were working. You know how it goes. The toilets are flushing, showers are working. So, and we had one or two managers, uh, just keeping the back end going because there were constant emails, you know, when are you opening? When are you opening? So we needed to make sure that those were addressed all the time. And we had a, a presence on social media. So people, our names was always at the back of people's minds and, um, and maybe, and that's why when we opened, we had just such a wonderful response. But it was, it, you know, it was very hard, you know, taking your personal funds now to fund something that wasn't yeah. generating any income. But yes, but it needed to be done because we were so heavily invested in this property that if we didn't, uh, you know, throw money into it, uh, we would have probably been worse off today. So the question has just come through from Jasper wants to know, have you partnered in the hotel and spa sides of your business with ex with experts in those fields in management and ongoing maintenance? Hundred percent. So at the end of the day, my husband and I are both doctors. So we we have a vision. We had this vision. We created the vision. But when it comes to operating uh, the business and when it comes to the operations of hotels and spas, obviously we're very lacking in that regard. So we had appointed a huge management company called Accor. Um, Accor is a French management firm. Uh, they're the second largest in the world just after the Marriott Group. They actually just bought the Cape Grace in Cape Town. So wow. you're going to be hearing okay. about Accor because they're going on a massive acquisition spree at the moment, buying hotels. But we signed a hotel management agreement with them where they would bring in their expertise in terms of managing the property. So that's what we have done. And uh, so we, I'm sure we've left it in capable hands for it to, uh, you know, go forward. And also it exposes the hotel to the international markets because, of course, uh, biggest base Client base, loyalty of client base is of the overseas client. So when you Google on the course site, you know, five star hotel Johannesburg, we would be at the top of that list. In fact, we're the only five star hotel in the Accor portfolio that's in Johannesburg. 
Wow. Okay. Well, that's a really great and strong position to be in, especially when you're looking to grow and when the group is growing. But um, I'm just got another thing I've seen that you've done, which is very, very sensitive. It's also a very, um, you know, prudent point from a from a business point of view is that you've aligned yourself with certain charities like the um, the Wildlife Initiative, the Child Protection Program. Tell us a little bit about that and why you chose those two. So being part of the ACCOR group, so this is the ACCOR affiliated, uh, you know, a social responsibility programs that they are affiliated to. So we are part of that by virtue of being associated mm-hmm. with the core. So, yes, yeah, so all our, like the child trafficking program, they have a specific program that they come to site, the core representatives, and they train our staff, which is very important. You know, child trafficking is a huge problem worldwide. And uh, so our staff are on the lookout and they know, you know, what, what to do when they are presented with such situations. So that's the one thing. Now, when we first signed a hotel management agreement, this was pre-COVID, we actually signed it with Mantis. Mantis Collection is owned by Adrian Gardner. He's the king of ecotourism in South Africa. I I don't know if you've probably heard of him. And uh, he... What he did was his company was eventually bought by a core. Well, the operating company was bought by a core, which is how we fell under the core umbrella. Uh-huh. So, so it's Adrian and Mantis collection that's responsible for the CCFA. That's the wildlife conservation aspect. So part of the proceeds from our guests, what they pay, a percentage of it gets donated to his organization. There's a very important personal question that's come through, but I just want to ask you one quickly. Someone wants to know, do you have any self-catering facilities? No, no, we don't. Okay. We, yeah, it's a fully catered um, facility, breakfast, lunch, dinner, the whole, the whole thing. Okay. And then Anonymous has sent through quite a heart-wrenching um, message to say, I had liposuction um, and did everything I could to help reduce stubborn body fat that I could not lose. The procedure went well, but I was left very bruised and very painful afterwards without any follow-up and without any procedure to relieve the pain and discomfort. I am now six weeks down the line. I do look better, but there is no ways that I will wear a swimming costume on the beach at the end of this year. And I feel that I could maybe benefit from the services that your hotel could offer. Please, would you let me know if I'm a suitable candidate to come in for the aftercare? Love Anonymous. Oh, absolutely. They, the 100%. We need to, I mean, it is six weeks post procedure, but I mean, if there is any still fluid accumulation, which is the biggest problem post liposuction, if you don't get the fluid out, what often happens is that you have scar tissue formation under the skin. So mm-hmm. there may be a little bit of fluid. There still may be some swelling. So this patient would benefit tremendously from the lymphatic drainage massage. Hyperbaric oxygen at this time, it's a bit late. We won't be able to do that. It's not going to be of any benefit to them, as well as the nutritional therapy. But definitely, you know, the, lymph- the, the drainage massage is something that they should seriously consider because that is integral to get an excellent result post liposuction. That's the problem with plastic surgery in South Africa. The doctors, they offer the, the surgery. 
You see, in the States, it's completely different. In the States, the doctors want an outcome that's going to last because they may do an excellent job, but if that job is not well taken care of, the end result is not going to be great. The pay, there's going to be lumps and bumps and scars. So what they do is they, they, they add the aftercare. You know, it's a, it's a must-have. When you have liposuction in the U.S., you must have the aftercare. Uh, that, that is a non-negotiable from the top plastic surgeons in the U.S. So in South Africa, that's what we lacked. So that's where we plugged that, that hole. You know, we said, right. People are having liposuction. We want to make sure at the end of three months they are happy with the result, which is why we brought in this aftercare facility. So uh, people and, and, you know, the doctors in South Africa tend to be quite rushed as well. They don't explain to patients how often they need to use their garment post-op, you know, how the value of having the drainage massage. They don't ex- they, they don't explain basic things to them. And I think that's where we are lacking. So we, again, with our nursing team, we fill that gap. You know, it's, it's just quite incredible how much plastic surgery is obviously happening and yet the post-op um, care is not there. And it seems like, you know, being medical specialists, both yourself and your husband, you sort of found the niche and found the area where people really need help and uh, and assistance because this uh, person who just messaged now would clearly like to sit down, get a consultation, understand where she's standing now, where you expect her to end up in, you know, a few days or weeks time with the treatment. And all of a sudden she's back on a program of recovery and you might be able to say to her, no, you might be confident by the time it comes to mid-December to, to walk on the beach and, and, and not feel embarrassed because we will be able to help you through the process. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, in six weeks after the procedure, you should be in a most of the bruising, the lumps, the bumps, but proper post-op care should be gone. You know, six weeks. It takes up to, it depends which liposuction she's had. I mean, VASA liposuction takes up to six months before you can say this is your final result. But normal liposuction, it's usually three months. So you get different types of liposuction. That's what I'm just saying. You know, people don't know mm-hmm. that. So, um, it just depends. But I think she should definitely contact us. We can certainly, certainly look at it and see what we can do to help her. Because Fantastic. that's the whole thing. Isn't isn't that the irony? People go and have plastic surgery done to improve their confidence and their self-esteem. And the worst thing is you go and you have this done and it hasn't done anything to your confidence. It's actually made it worse. So, 100%. you know, that, that's what we're trying. We're trying to stop that, that cycle. Good. And let's get ready. Please just take a quick break, run to the shops. We'll be back with you in a moment. This is RV on Business. Welcome back to 101.9 Chai FM. Before we go back to Dr. Muscaretti, just to let you know that Chai FM is taking you into Hackathon. First day of school, huge conferences and amazing communal celebrations or store openings. When you have Chai FM at your event, we bring 125 thousand of our friends with us and that's obviously through the radio if you are planning a product or business launch revamp store opening or special event why not also have Chai FM outside broadcast at your event you can call us now on 0101 to find out more and also just to let you know that the South African Jewish Board of Deputies would like to invite you 
to our Gauteng Council Conference taking place on Thursday, the 10th of November. Our guest speaker is world-renowned historian Ambassador Deborah Lipstadt. In May this year, Lipstadt was appointed as the United States Special Envoy for Monitoring and Combating Anti-Semitism and is known for her court case against the Holocaust denier David Irving as portrayed in the movie Denial. Registration is essential and seating is limited. To register, please go to www.sajbd.org. That's sajbd.org. Right, back to Dr. Anushka Reddy. Doc, are you with us? Yes, I am. Great. We are unfortunately out of time. So let's um, break it down. There are three basic facilities. There is the cosmetic plastic surgery service together with the spa, together with hotel, and one can use all of them together or you can use each one individually, whatever your preference and need is. Am I correct then? Yes, absolutely. Great. And then just to confirm for reservations, you can call 010-594-4100 or info at vivarihotel.co.za and that's spelled V-I-V-A-R-I, V-I-V-A-R-I, hotel, one word, or visit www.vivarihotel.co.za. I can tell you I visited the website. It's a beautiful website. It looks unbelievable. It's easy to use. So please go along and have a look. Dr. Reddy, thank you so much for your time, and thank you for the brave move to bring business to the country and to employ over 70 people. That's absolutely phenomenal. Thank you so much. Appreciate the vote of confidence. Great. And I hope that next time we speak, you will have a stronger signal. So I don't need to look at a small picture of you, but we can have an interactive <laughs> conversation. Thanks so absolutely. much. Absolutely. With no load shedding, hey? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Great. Dr. Reddy, everything of the best. Craig, thank you for pushing the button. Speak to you next week.